0: Section 36 of The Obscure Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book 2, Chapter 20 The Meaning of Disguised The Colors in Which the Soul Disguises Itself. Having now explained why contemplation is a secret ladder, I have further to explain what is meant by the word disguised, for the soul says that it went forth by the secret ladder disguised. For the clear understanding of this it is necessary to keep in mind that to be disguised is nothing else but to hide oneself under another form than our own either for the purpose of showing under that concealment the will and purpose of the heart with a view to gain the good will and affection of the person beloved or for the purpose of hiding oneself from the observation of rivals and thereby the better effect our object such a person assumes the disguise which shall most represent the affection of his heart and which shall the best conceal him from his rivals the soul then touched with the love of christ that it may gain his favour and good will sallies forth in that disguise which shall most vividly represent the affections of the mind and secure it against the assaults of its enemies the devil the world and the flesh The disguise it assumes is a garment of three principal colors, white, green, and purple, emblems of the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, which not only enable the soul to enter into the good graces of the beloved, but also protect it against its enemies. Faith is a garment of such surpassing whiteness as to dazzle every intellectual vision. For when the soul has put on faith, It becomes invisible and inaccessible to the devil because it is then most securely defended against him its strongest faith for he said whom resist steadfast in faith and with a view of entering into favor and union with the beloved the soul cannot put on a better garment as the ground of the other virtues than the white garment of faith without which it is impossible to please God but with a living faith The soul is pleasing and acceptable unto god who says so himself by the mouth of the prophet i will espouse thee to me in faith it is as if he said to the soul if thou wilt be united and betrothed to me thou must draw near clad interiorly in faith the soul assumes the white robe of faith when it goeth forth in the obscure night walking in darkness in interior trials receiving no light of consolation from the intellect not from above because heaven seems shut and god hidden not from below because its spiritual directors can give it no satisfaction and when it endures patiently and perseveres amidst its trials without fainting or falling away from the beloved who by these trials and temptations is proving its faith so that it may be able hereafter to say with the psalmist For the sake of the words of thy lips, I have kept hard ways. Over the white robe of faith the soul puts on the second color, green, the emblem of the virtue of hope, which delivers it and protects from the assaults of its second enemy, the world. The freshness of a living hope in God inspires the soul with such energy and resolution, with such aspirations after the things of eternal life, that all this world seems to it, as indeed it is, in comparison with what it hopes for, dry, withered, dead, and worthless. Here the soul denudes itself of the garments and trappings of the world, by setting the heart upon nothing that is in it, and hoping for nothing that is or may be in it, living only in the hope of everlasting life. And therefore, when the heart is thus lifted up above the world, The world cannot touch it, or lay hold of it, nor even see it, and the soul, disguised in the vesture of hope, is secure from its second foe, the world. This is the reason why St. Paul calls the hope of salvation a helmet. Now a helmet is armor, which protects and covers the whole head, and has no opening except in one place, where eyes may look through. Hope is such a helmet. For it covers all the senses of the head of the soul in such a way that they cannot be lost in worldly things, and leaves no part of them exposed to the arrows of the world. It has one loophole only through which the eyes may look upwards. This is the work of hope, to direct the eyes of the soul to God. As it is written, My eyes are ever toward the Lord, looking for succor nowhere else. As the same psalmist writes, As the eyes of the handmaid are on the hands of her mistress, so are our eyes unto the Lord our God, until he have mercy upon us, hoping in him. The green vesture of hope, for the soul is then ever looking upwards unto God, disregarding all besides, and delighting only in him, is so pleasing to the beloved that the soul obtains from him all it hopes for. This is why he tells the soul in the canticle, Thou hast wounded my heart with one of thy eyes. It would not have been expedient for the soul, if it had not put on the green robe of hope, to claim such love, for it would not have succeeded, because that which influences the beloved and prevails is persevering hope. It is in the vesture of hope that the soul disguised goes forth securely in the secret and obscure night seeing that it goes forth so detached from all possessions without any consolations that it regards nothing that its sole anxiety is about god putting its mouth in the dust if so be there may be hope over the white and green robes as the crown and perfection thereof the soul puts on the third the splendid robe of purple This is the emblem of charity, which not only enhances the beauty of the others, but which so elevates the soul and renders it so lovely and pleasing in his eyes, that it ventures to say to him, I am black but beautiful, O daughters of Jerusalem. Therefore hath the king loved me, and brought me into his secret chamber. This robe of charity, charity is love, not only defends the soul from its third enemy, the flesh. For where the true love of God is, there is no room for self-love or for selfishness. But strengthens the other virtues also, and makes them flourish, beautifying the soul and adorning it with grace, so that it shall please the beloved. For without charity, no virtue is pleasing unto God. This is the purple, spoken of in the canticle, by which the soul ascends to the seat where God reposes. The seat of gold, the going up of purple. It is in this robe of purple that the soul goeth forth in the obscure night out of itself, and from all created things, with anxious love inflamed by the secret ladder of contemplation to the perfect union of the love of God, its beloved Saviour. This, then, is the disguise which the soul assumes in the night of faith on the secret ladder. And these are the colours of it, namely, a certain most fitting disposition for its union with God, in the three powers memory intellect and will faith blinds the intellect and empties it of all natural intelligence and thereby disposes it for the union of the divine wisdom hope empties the memory and withdraws it from all created things which can possess it for as the apostle writes hope that is seen is not hope Thus the memory is withdrawn from all things on which it might dwell in this life, and is fixed on what the soul hopes to possess. Hope in God, therefore, purely disposes the memory according to the measure of the emptiness it has wrought for union with Him. Charity, in the same way, empties the affections and desires of the will of everything that is not God, and fixes them on Him alone. This virtue of charity, then, disposes the will and unites it with God in love. And because these virtues, it being their special work, withdraw the soul from all that is not God, so also do they serve to unite the soul to Him. It is, therefore, impossible for the soul to attain to the perfection of the love of God, unless it journeys in earnest in the robes of these three virtues. This disguise, therefore, which the soul assumed when it went forth in order to obtain what it aimed at, the loving union with the beloved, was most necessary and expedient, and it was also a great happiness to have succeeded in thus disguising himself, and persevering until it obtained the desired end, the union of love. End of section 36